0: Uh, welcome back to Soulback. This is the R&B podcast. Kyle here, back with Tom and Ed, and today is a very exciting day. We will be talking about the versus battle between Keisha Cole and One Ashanti Douglas. Who is we ready for this We will
1: absolutely not be
2: talking about that. <laughs> that would be a very short conversation. Can I actually let you guys know this is an important anniversary? Five years. Five years. Kyle came to visit me in New York five years ago. And for some apparent reason, we decided to have Hennessy and Hypnotic mixed together, a.k.a. The Incredible Hulk. We oh. both almost died that night. Yeah. So that's an important milestone in our friendship of You Know I Got Soul. <laughs>
1: Henny and Hippo. And Hen- Henny
2: and Hypno. <laughs> that is such a
1: 2004 drink. I'm all for it.
2: We were, yeah, we were on one that night. Mm, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> uh, Singing Donnell Jones. Oh. And Glenn Lewis, apparently. Yeah. That yeah. is where I
1: don't want to be. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um,
0: today we're actually talking about 1999 R&B. We took a little break from the revisiting of years, but uh, we're back at it. And I'm really excited about this one here, guys, as I did my collage like I normally did. A lot of great albums this year.
1: Man, an absolutely great year. This We're getting into like the sweet spot of my favorite years of my adult life. 97, 98, 99. These are like my favorite years. And the music that we're going to talk about today are like some of my favorite memories. I am too hyped. I'm going to be on my stand today.
2: It's crazy. I was uh, 16, I think, in 1999. And looking back at some of these albums, I really have more of an appreciation for them now, especially lyrically, (laughs) that I can relate to them more. So definitely a great year. And as I was talking to Ed before we started, an even better year for hip hop believe it or not, but yes. that's another story another podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, y'all go over to Soul and Stereo. We'll talk about that there. But yeah, you just, there's so much we took for granted. And I'm sure everybody in the comments can agree. We took for granted this great year. And looking yeah. back in 2020, I'm currently working on my top 50 list and I'm struggling. And then we go to 99
2: and it's just like plentiful hits. So what a time. Kyle, I mean, how, how old even were you in 99? You're the baby of this group. Yeah, I was nine years old and
0: and (laughs) i mean there are a couple of projects that i do vividly remember like the destiny's child project but i gotta be honest some of these albums i had to learn and discover later on in life when i really really fell in love with r b uh but when i look look back at this year a lot of great albums like i said and even a lot of gems that we'll talk about later uh but let's get started here i don't even really know where to begin with this but I guess we'll talk about The Males, since The Males had some very, very good albums. Tom, I'm going to throw this to you, because this is your guy. Yep. Darnell Jones. Darnell, I knew it. <laughs> Where I Want to Be, the second album.
2: People I love gonna, this.
0: I, what's
2: up? I, I, I thought you were going go to go to Chico DeBarge for my guy, but it was Darnell. I'll take that one, too. Chico is your fine. guy, too, but Darnell. Let's, let's,
0: <laughs> let's start with him, because didn't he just catch some flack recently, Ed? from Twitter fans who claim that where oh I want to be is toxic? God.
1: Player. I, it, I cannot stand how Twitter just like discovers stuff and it's like we need to be mad about this. We have been talking about Donnell and that song for 30 years. Catch up player. But yes, <laughs> if you actually listen to where I want to be, it's actually quite problematic. But we knew this. We still love the song. We didn't have think pieces to write because that's, we were too busy listening to hits. We weren't too busy complaining on Twitter. We had better stuff to do. But yeah, I love this album. And
2: that song is one that defines the era for me. Well, don't fr- I, I can't forget this episode. We had the podcast a few years ago, Ed, and, and we, we joined in your love letters type feature. And I picked out a few songs <laughs> and you responded. And one of the songs you responded to was Where I Want to Be, of the perspective of you giving advice on that situation. That was a fun one.
1: I totally <laughs> forgot about that. We need to bring that back.
2: Yes, yeah, I agree. But back to this album, guys. Mm-hmm. I love this album front to back. Um, definitely a classic. Put Donnell on the map. And I told him when we interviewed him. I remember in '99 hearing dudes singing, blasting "Where I Want to Be," the single from their car. Like you don't really hear that nowadays. That type of thing, dudes being vulnerable and blasting slower music. So, you know what's up was actually my favorite. You know that's such a jam to me. Still mm-hmm. rock it. Yep. There's so many good ones, though. I just love this album too.
1: I mean, I mean, you got no interruptions. You got um, shorty got her eyes on me. What a album that is! And yeah. I don't think we give enough love to the the wonderful left eye who did her thing on the remix. Yeah. I love this is back in the day where like you weren't sure if you were listening to the remix or the original version until she popped into it. You're like, okay, <laughs> we're on the remix today. so yeah. there's always something
0: to get hyped about. Didn't Anthony Hamilton? right you know what's up
2: he oh, partially contributed can... writing to it yes yeah yeah i thought that Come was on, crazy i
1: learned something today
2: yeah yeah um let's talk about
0: some other albums that came out here tom we'll get to chico debarge in a sec but <laughs> i gotta talk about brian mcknight this is this is like my mom's favorite male r b singer of all time and this was when brian mcknight what was at his absolute peak you have back at one you have six eight twelve which is still one of the saddest songs of all time. Mm. What do you guys remember about Brian McKnight during this era? Because he was at the top of his game then, and he still is. But yeah. during that era, 99, you couldn't
1: compare anyone to Brian McKnight. He was huge. This, to me, is like peak Brian McKnight. I think yeah. that when I think of Brian and, like, when I think of all the hits, it's always from this era. It's like 99 going into 2000. I mean, obviously had the the big career before, but I just feel like when it comes to exposure and just
2: being on a roll, to me, this is the era of Brian McKnight that defines his career for me. I love that, the song Stay on this album. Ooh. And yeah, you're right, Ed. This is right in his sweet spot. And, I, you know, if, if you think about it, to me, he hasn't really deviated too far from his blueprint as he's moved forward. I mean, especially in the later years, it kind of is from the same sound that starts with it and it's kind of just variations of it, which I can appreciate. So shout out to Brian McKnight. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, uh, and shout out to um, Jonathan who notes that Brian has no Grammys. This is why I tell y'all stop worrying about the Grammys. They are not an indicator of our culture. Because if we're uh, waiting on them, I mean, it shows they've been slipping. So Brian deserves all the flowers. That's what this podcast is for.
2: You know who else doesn't have a Grammy? Music Soul Child, and I believe Keith Sweat doesn't either.
1: Where is Keith's Grammys? I want <laughs> to know. Right.
2: So there you go. I'm just saying.
0: Uh, let's. Tom, let's talk about Chico DeBarge, The Game. did we have a soul Shock and Carlin song on this album?
2: Uh, I haven't checked the credits in a while. Which one is
0: it? It was that big hit. Uh, I don't remember the title of it, but that album.
2: Oh. Oh, give okay. Me a, yeah, but that album. Yeah. Talk about that album, Tom. You love Chico. Well, he had, he had Give You What You Want, which was a big hit. And then he also had mm-hmm. the song with Joe, Listen to Your Man. I remember you know, just being here in New York and always hearing those two songs on the radio. But this album, to me, also had some, some great album cuts on it as well. I love this album. Chico de Barge, to me, is one of the most underrated R&B artists you can find. I mean, each of his albums have gems on them. I'm just a big fan. I don't know if you feel the same, Ed, but that's my opinion.
1: No, I definitely think that he's one of the more underrated ones, and he's one of those artists that I feel like... Look at the... And we'll talk about this more throughout this episode, but there's just so much talent this year. Every time he came out, he came with quality. But he always seemed to be overshadowed. And the only thing people talked about was, like, the family drama and some of his past mistakes. I feel like a lot of that kind of overshadowed his talent, even though if you look song for song, the man got some heat. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Ed, I got to throw it to you here. I'm going to throw you a bone here because you'll love this song okay. Can uh, we talk about Silk's 1999 what? album?
1: Look at that talk about it. I can there, talk this whole show about it. Brian oh, Michael wow. Cox,
0: when I posted this album cover on our Instagram, called it an effing classic.
1: <laughs> Listen to <laughs> Brian Michael Cox. Listen, I love this album. This is one of my favorite albums of all time. We know the singles. We know "Meeting in My Bedroom." If you, we know that stuff. But the album cuts just really bring this together. This is to me one of the better albums of the year the best album of their career and one of my favorites of all time. I love this. Shout out to my boys. They killed this album. And we don't talk about how this is actually kind of a comeback album. Yeah, I was going to say. Had some um, management issues, some label issues, even though I really liked the albums that came out during that kind of in between time. This was their big return. They nailed it. And the telling thing to me is that one of my former mentees posted this in their story. Might have been earlier this week. I'm like, how do you know about this? I know it was an album cut. It wasn't one of the, it was yeah. an album cut. And he was like, oh, this is my song. And I'm like, that's why I know you've been raised well, young man.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to keep up with these comments, guys. I just want to address a couple. Watch these. Chico DeBarge's song, Any Other Night, featuring Joe from the Have Plenty mm-hmm. soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That song is amazing. Yes, Good call on is. that one. Nancy Noir mentioned how many of you guys bought these CDs from the mail in order with the little stickers? Yes, I did. I
1: did. Yeah, I
2: I wasn't sure what that was. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. That's half my
1: collection back
2: there. And then we saw Kelly Lou mentioned this was Silk's best album. Yep. Yep. John John was the best setup man in group history. I would agree. Whoever
1: (laughs) said that, shout out.
2: Yes, I would agree. That's vocals is said that one.
0: My guy. Um, we got a couple more albums here from the, from the fellas, Montel Jordan, get it on tonight. This mm. song was huge. I remember huge. he performed it at the uh, all-star weekend for the NBA, LL Cool J on the remix and DJ Soul Child, if you're in here somewhere, he want, he's <laughs> going to want me to shout this out that there was actually a version done prior to Montel singing it. That's like apparently way better than Montel's version. I don't remember the artist's name. So if someone in the comment wants to oh. confirm that or not. Horace yeah. Brown.
1: Was it Horace? It was not
0: Horace. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Horace. It was close, but it was not Horace. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't oh, close. Man. <laughs> but um let's talk, Tom, let's talk about Eric Benet. He dropped his album.
2: Well, a Day can in I just the say light. something real quick about yeah. um about Montel. It's yeah. so crazy to yeah. me how he's almost treated like a one hit wonder. Yeah. And, and because Yeah, and, and, and this song was huge, like you said, let's get on was huge, and it's almost like people have forgotten that this even occurred. And he's had other great songs as well, but yet he's still treated like a one-hit wonder. It's it's sad. Kyle, I think, went to his show, Yeah, and he, he just performed This Is How We Do It like five times in a row then left the stage or something, I think. No, what happened
0: was he would start off
2: his show with like three
0: variations of This Is How We Do It. He would like incorporate the 50 Cent in game record This Is How We Do as part of that. And uh, then he would go through a slew of hits, including this one, and then he would finish it off with This Is How We Do It. But... Ed, if we're talking about toxic R&B records, which we don't really do, but this has to be in the conversation.
1: What, this is how we do
0: it? No, not this is how we do it. Get it on tonight.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) Get it on tonight. (laughs) Again, if you listen to the lyrics, it might be a little, just a little bit problematic. But I'm with Tom. I don't think we give Montella enough credit. I hate when I'm reading these little, y'all always sharing these hot, no, hot, this like the one-hit wonders of the 90s and all these lists. And always Montel is on it. Th- at least Google, y'all. Google. If you Google, you will see this man has plenty of platinum and gold hits. This is one of them. He deserves much more than the big hit. I mean, it's gigantic. It definitely overshadows everything else. But Montel deserves weight.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, Kyle, can we just do this before I speak about Eric Benet? Can we just do something? Yeah. Can I just name an actual one-hit wonder? Oh, I'm scared. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Cantrell. I'm sorry, but Blue Cantrell to me is an actual one-hit wonder.
1: Uh, didn't she have a second record that was big? She had a second. She had a second album and some records, but I don't remember how big they were. There was if you're in the it,
2: Yeah. If you're I, listening I, live ah, name a Blue Luke Cantrell Luke. song. If anyone can name more than one Blue Cantrell. This is no offense. I'm just saying I think if you look at the hits that that artist had
1: and and honestly, I can name a lot of Blue Can Trail songs, but, and I'm sure like my, like for instance, my girl, Adina Howard, and someone just to me, Shaquille just to oh. mention Adina. Oh, like she's another has, that has oh. one gigantic hit, but she has other songs that chart it. So it depends on, do you have one hit or do you have a bunch of charted stuff? Adina, yeah. I think is a one hit wonder. Blue probably is, but that doesn't mean that's the only song they ever came out with at all. People just don't understand the, the ramifications of these deals. But I, mm-hmm. Blue's probably on
2: that list. All right, but, all right. Let me talk about Eric Benet's Day in the Life album. Yes, please do.
1: Yes, let's get back. Before we I get love this trouble.
2: album. Yeah, he he. Eric Benet's a personal favorite of mine. You know, cool dude always shows us love. But, man, Georgie pours you with Faith Evans when it came out. Love that one was huge. Spend My Life with You with Tamia, obviously. Timeless wedding song right there. I love the album cut Love of My Own that's towards the back of the album. Mm -hmm. That one's a real good one, too. But this is another one front to back I like. I enjoy this one. Eric Benet never does this wrong. That's a great one, too. And then we got to talk
0: about Case, of course. He dropped an album, Personal Conversation. He had Beyonce in the music video. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yes. I just talked about this on Twitter when I was fussing about people being shocked and appalled because apparently it was the first time they heard where I want to be. I was mm-hmm. like, wait till they figure out Case got engaged to Beyonce on a music video. <laughs> but I like oh, this man. album. I've been yeah. cases on my list of albums to revisit and rank, but this might be pretty high on my list of best Case records of all time.
2: I would have the number two behind um, his third album, Old Letter. Yeah, uh, He doesn't even like his own debut, so it's hard for me to take that one as serious because he doesn't yeah. like it himself. So yeah. it's hard for me to... But, but this one i liked a lot you know besides happily ever after faded pictures with joe was on here which is an Mm -hmm. epic song absolutely um and then there was a few few other album cuts i liked as well but you know case is another one who doesn't let us down i agree uh i got a couple more albums here
0: we're not going to really get into it unless you guys have something to add tevin campbell dropped his fourth album which is i think personally an underrated album uh we got um well wow, casey and jojo that was the one with tell me it's real on it and i know you love your casey and jojo and Blackstreet,
1: finally i don't see a lot of love for this album by Blackstreet. no Street. it had a couple of joints on it but it definitely wasn't to the level of the previous ones
2: i see a couple of comments i want i want to address nancy noir saw a case perform last week nancy noir i hope you're uh, in, in good health at this time and there was masks being worn and social Please. distancing yes hmm. jonathan b saw case at the airport i feel like case is the type of guy that you could just see hanging out at the airport and you just go chill with him and have a, a beer or something he's a he's yeah, really I think cool so. dude that's our guy yeah <laughs> yeah so and then people wanted us to discuss ideal i saw their debut album i saw that comment earlier i, we'll I really there. didn't have much to chime in on that one but you guys can certainly we
0: we will when we get into the rookies you guys stay tuned for that. Yep. Uh, we got to stay on schedule, guys, because that's what we do. Uh, let's talk about the females <laughs> here. We love the yep. ladies, and we love Destiny's Child. Apparently, this writing's on the wall album, and I want, I'm curious to see what the comments think, but apparently this is like the greatest album of all time.
1: Oh, says who? Who told you that, Michelle? She's not even in, on this album, Ed. I know, but it was her inspiration. But okay. my point is, <laughs> oh, I man. think this this is I. I go back and forth about my the best Destiny's Child album. I think it's by far their most important record. I'm mm-hmm. still not sure if it's their best. It's quite possibly like their breakthrough, and in, in some ways, someone that kind of broke them out into got into the mainstream. But when yeah. you th- talk about important albums of the era, you got to discuss it. I know y'all hit or miss on Beyonce sometimes but you can't deny the impact his record
2: had. Man, I well, was a Destiny's Child fan until I heard uh, Say My Name in Bugaboo, and I knew we'd lost him to pop forever, unfortunately. Because <laughs> I like Bills, Bills, Bills. And I like their debut, but sorry. See, you I like, like Bugaboo
1: better than Bills, Bills, Bills. Bills, Bills, Bills got on my nerves quick, quick, Really? Quick. Yes. Mm-hmm. It got quite annoying. But I was always anti those Dudes Give Me Money songs.
2: mm but I'll just say, say my name. I, I remember how huge that song was where I was at at the time. It was, it was of course, everywhere. Yeah, I mean that song is a classic.
0: But Tom, I want to see your reaction when I say this song, "Jumpin' Jumpin'."
2: Oh, I forgot that song was on there. <laughs> see, I couldn't get <laughs> oh, these it's songs. Up see, I like, I don't, I just like Bills, Bills, Bills. It felt more of like an R and B record to me, and then these other songs we're naming just didn't feel R and B anymore to me, and it, it almost felt like they were getting, the crossover was happening, and that's when I gave up on them. Honestly, to me, Bills, Bills,
1: Bills was the first that felt like the crossover was happening. You thought so?
2: The, really? Yeah, the debut,
1: if you go back and listen to the debut, it's just so soulful, and yeah. I mean, it was one of those ones that just hit me out of nowhere, and we'll get to it in a couple episodes. I love that album. This one, we got really poppy, but I didn't mind it. Like I said, yeah. I kind of like Bugaboo in a silly kind of way. Jumping jumping yeah. was a little too much. I was like, everybody calm down. You sound like kids that ate too much candy. Everybody just jumping around frantically. So calm down.
2: But well, the album on.
1: overall I think is really solid.
2: Jonathan B., our boy says writings on the wall is a classic behind crazy sexy cool. I'm not mm. sure what he means by behind it. I mean would I don't it's know. It's either the I'm with
1: it or it's not.
2: Do you mean maybe he's slightly- saying that
1: maybe when he's kind of ranking the the female Groups of the
2: era. That's his number two. Oh man, this is why Shaquille Perry is our boy. Say my name, the remix. Woo! No, that's a good remix. That's a oh, that's a
1: remix for you. No question. The Timbaland remix. Yes. Yes. And, and, no and, question. That's a remix.
0: And as a readers or listeners, and to uh to anybody tuning in right now, Tom hates pop music, so. If there's any, music. if there's any like level of pop to it, he'll hate it. So don't mind him. I feel like also this is a,
2: if something becomes too popular, I also don't like. This it. is true. <laughs> that is definitely true. Uh, no, this is a
0: this is very much an important album. I wouldn't say it's my favorite Destiny's Child album. You know how I feel about the Destiny's Fulfilled album. Named mm-hmm. it top five in my albums of the two thousands. Well, but we uh,
1: remember that fiasco. Yeah, that was. That was something.
0: <laughs> but um, no, this is an important album, and we'll we'll leave it at that. A couple more females that dropped albums here. Let's go with the groups. TLC fan mail, who some people on Twitter, and I hate using Twitter as a source, but we have to mm-hmm. because
2: apparently, <laughs> <As a source. laughs> it,
0: apparently it is the culture. But uh, people on Twitter claim that this is better
1: than Crazy Sexy Cool. Oh, that just shows me that you just heard that one before you heard Crazy Sexy Cool. Mm-hmm. I figured out a thing about Twitter Twitter latches on to the first thing they hear. And it's like, this is the greatest ever. And whatever comes after it is weird. That's why there's been this weird narrative, Tom, that Jay Z's um, debut almost blanked on it. Reasonable doubt. Yeah. Even though one of the best records ever, oh, it's just okay. Nas is nomadic, yeah. oh, it's just okay. Because the oh first album is nomadic. So a lot of people latch on to what they yeah. hear first, mm-hmm. and then they have opinions, and they're like, okay, this is mine. And that's cool. But to say it's better, absolutely not. I love fan mail. I think it's really good. But to say it's better than Crazy Sexy Cool? Can't ride with you on that one, homie.
2: Well, Kyle, what was your opinion? I remember there being two huge singles, yep. No Scrubs and Unpretty. Yep. I don't really, And I wasn't someone who was a big TLC <laughs> fan at the time, so I didn't check it out thoroughly, but are, is it that great of an album front to back, Kyle? Uh, if you're going to ask me, I'm going to and I'm from that
0: generation. I'm That's that same generation that That thinks full moon is the greatest thing since sliced bread Mm -hmm. i enjoy this album but i don't love it i I can't even really call it i think in terms of impact and culturally and sales you can probably call it a classic but if you're talking material i think i like crazy sexy cool a lot more um there are some great songs on this album but then there's also
1: some filler so yeah i don't know i like like, it uh, yeah I'm with you. Like, I like it a lot, but I don't think that it comes to – even if we want to talk about just impact. The impact isn't there. The overall quality isn't there. Calling it a classic is a little borderline. I guess you can make – I would say that no scrubs is a classic. Yeah. Unpretty maybe, but overall body work, I don't know about that.
2: But I still like it. I really enjoy it. Yeah. But Crazy Sexy Cool had uh, Waterfalls. It had Digging on You. It had Red Light Special and um creep i mean yeah. those four songs to me are better than anything i heard on this tlc album fan mail so i mean how could you even like that right there to me shuts the argument down i don't know Noel, well, i'm
1: with you but again if
2: you if this is your
1: entry point into tlc perhaps you say that this is the album that re- resonates with me more or it does sound a little bit more modern than crazy sexy cool which does sound yeah. very 90s r&b if that's not where yeah. you're from then yeah. okay, maybe you'll graduate toward the album. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's go with one more group here. 702, their second album. Where My Girl's At? Man, I felt like there were so many female anthems during that time. Where My Girl's mm-hmm. At? You had No Scrubs by TLC. You got the Bills, Bills, Bills song by Destiny's Child. Uh, 702, Gotta Leave. That's a great song. And to me, and again, these same rabid fans that love Fall oh. and love Fan Mail also seem to love Uh, 702's third album a lot too but I feel like 702's second album is better than that third album
1: oh no question like to me there's no debate if you want to debate the first and second that's something else second and third no I like this album a lot I will say that I was not a big fan of um, where my girls at maybe because mm-hmm. i'm not a girl so i don't know where they're at <laughs> but otherwise the rest of the album was really really good and i think they had some singles some guaranteed singles that could have done better than and i like gotta leave but i feel like it didn't get the push besides yeah. the big single that it deserved there was some other gems up there that could have gotten some love
2: there was a couple gems you'll just never know was one i like that's a day. good song yep, that okay. was my song and make time is another one i liked oh yes those two fantastic and a
0: very cohesive album. It had that, like, Timbaland, double-stuttering sound that was really popular at that time, but they made it work.
2: Side uh, note, but I've, in recent years, I think I've moved to consider their debut a classic, but that's another debate for when we get to that year. I love their mm-hmm. debut.
1: I love it. It's, I don't know if debatable. I would call it a
2: classic. It's debatable. It's, it's debatable.
1: It's for sure one of my favorite albums ever. I will go on record saying so wow. that. Wow. Wow. Yep. I love yeah. it. We'll, we'll get to that in 96. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually had something to say,
0: but we're going to move on. Uh, let's right. talk about two of the greatest female artists of our time. They dropped albums this year. Let's start with Mary J. Blige, the Mary album. Now, guys, mm-hmm. I think it's a general consensus between the three of us that her first three albums are classics. But this one, the sound is a little different. She's a little happier on this album. Oh, God. Maybe just a little. Um, is this album a classic, the Mary album?
1: Um, let me give a little bit of background real quick into this album because I can speak from, I mean, I was like 19 or so. I was reading Vibe. I was listening to all the interviews. I knew what was going on. Internally, there was a lot of pushback for this album, because as you mentioned, this sounded nothing like classic Mary. She wanted to go in a different direction, a more classic soul direction, as opposed to the more hip hop soul direction that she had been doing. I thought it was a wise move because you can only ride that bicycle so much. So mm-hmm. it was OK to do something else. So the sound was different and jarring. When we first heard it, it was kind of like, oh, OK, Mary, this sounds a little different. But it worked, and I think because her fan base was maturing, that it was, they were able to kind of resonate with what she was saying. Because, I mean, you can't be miserable all your life. Like, okay, it's okay <laughs> to be happy, y'all. It's okay to find love, and that's what she was doing here. So for there is a specific portion of her fan base that considers this her best album. I don't think it is. I don't quite consider it a classic, but I do respect what she did, and it is one of the better albums in her discography.
2: I'm reading about who considers it a classic and who doesn't. But man, you know, I'm the one in this, in this group that considers it a classic. All that I can mm. say, that song never gets celebrated among Mary's best. I love that song. When that bass line comes in, whew, man, that's a jam. You got Deep Inside, which was a huge hit. I remember hearing that. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. You have, I cannot relate to this song in any capacity, but Your Child and the remix of oh. Space." Man, Oh, Your Child, I Love Your Child. What a well-written <laughs> song. She had this song, Sincerity, with DMX and Nas. Wow. I mean, that song I, I love. And, and there's some don't other ones. I think
1: that made the album, did it? But it, was, it was
2: like a know, bonus cut.
1: Well, you know I got the MP3. Shout out the LimeWire. So, so I got that back <laughs> in the day. But I love Sincerity, and it was just so dark, and it, it was more yeah. the, the Mary We Knew. So i was kind of disappointed when it wasn't on the album but i get why it wasn't because it doesn't really fit
2: but yeah i mean this her four first albums to me it's tough to find anyone else to compare to with their first four albums it's just we may never see it again so i always love to celebrate nice. these yeah that's a, that was a great 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 four run there uh let's
0: talk about mariah carey ed i'm on SoulInStereo.com mm-hmm. and i'm checking out the rainbow rankings and you have Rainbow rank at number eight in her discography.
1: Yeah, Rainbow <laughs> is kind of in the middle, sliding toward the back a little bit, if you want to put it there. And a lot of, even a lot of hardcore, well, some of the hardcore Mariah fans think every album is number one. So you got to be careful what you're saying there. But mm. a lot of the ones who are in the cypher on Facebook who discuss this album, even they say that they like this a little less than I do. I think it's an okay album. If you were around MTV at the time, they promoted the heck out of it. This album mm-hmm. Heartbreaker was everywhere. And it has some good songs, but it also, to me, it was the first Mariah album that was like kind of in the middle. So it's not her best, but it definitely has some memorable songs on it.
0: Tom, let me ask you this. Which version of Heartbreaker is better? The one with Jay-Z or the remix with Brat and
2: Missy? <laughs> I just remember the version with Jay-Z being played all the time. Mm. I love how I never really get asked about the Mariah albums. It's like you guys already knew I didn't listen to them. <laughs> no, well, were, we were trying to on spot. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and then, of course, Joe and 98 Degrees on Thank God I Found You. That was a huge hit, too. Yeah. You was that was that a little too poppy, poppy for you, Tom?
2: Was that a little too sampley of King Keith or what? Well, that's the remix. Oh, we're talking about the original? Yeah. The original, I don't even remember,
1: to be honest. All right, then.
2: Uh, what was the, the remix? too? out
1: on our top 40 station I, out what, VA. Was the VA.
2: Was the remix too sample-heavy for you, Ed? Did we borrow too much from your boy?
1: Well, I actually liked it because it was just enough to tribute without coming off as straight-up biting. So I liked it.
2: Hold and on. It, Shaquille Perry's asking, why didn't I listen to Mariah? All right, check this out. I was 16 years old right mm-hmm. you, you can't just i wasn't an r&b fanatic back then i wasn't just listening to everyone i remember back in 99 you had to buy an album to listen to it so it wasn't yes. like i could just stream everything so i was yeah. making responsible purchases of what i thought i would like that's why i was going with eric yes. benet. he
1: was buying murder music and he was i'm <laughs> mm-hmm. bleak yes. we talked responsible offline.
2: choices he was making i was into hip-hop back then too so i was buying like he said memphis week mob deep i had Donnell. i had eric benet i wasn't listening to too many female R&B back then. So, sorry guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll exclude you from this conversation, Ed. This is between you and me. Can we talk about Shantae more as the, this moment is <laughs> Shante Is that Shantae got a man song toxic? Since we talk about toxic songs. Is it toxic?
1: Shantae, I listen, I love Shantae. Shout out to Shantae. We've had her on the podcast. She is a gem and one of the most underrated vocalists ever. And she tried to defend this song, but Shantae. Shante, mm. what kind of friend? If I go to you, if I go to you guys, <laughs> I'm like, Tom, Kyle, I am having this terrible relationship. This, this stuff is going down. And you say, well, guess what? I got a wonderful woman and she is the best thing ever. Hold on. I'm going to leave this conversation because she's calling me right now. So I'm just going to leave in the middle of our conversation. Shante, you a terrible friend. <laughs> um... And then she had the
0: record If I Got Love, which, was, which then turned into, uh, or If I Gave Love, which turned into the Jennifer Lopez record that came out that year, too. If you had Oh, love. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's our first JLo shout out of the day. She did drop her debut this year as well. I'm just looking at the comments to see if any slander happens. No slander yet. Well, so. shout out to Derry. <laughs>
1: He's already getting into the JLo stealing song stuff. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, Ed, what about Shanice, her, her self titled? Man, this album again is somewhere over in my gigantic stack. That's one of the ones that I break out every once in a while because it just doesn't get the love it deserves. Again, look at 99 and how competitive the landscape was. We already mentioned Mary and Mariah and TLC, and then we had up and comers like 702. So there was so much stuff going on that there were so many hidden gems, and this is one of them. I still spin this whenever it's off. And I also have to
0: go give a quick shout out here, Tom, to Tracy Spencer, who we have not heard from in a long time. But she had an album this year, and she had a huge hit on that album. Have we found her yet? We have not. Man, some people thought, just don't want to be found. I thought that was
2: Shaquille Perry's job, to find Tracy Spencer. Shaquille, we'll find out later on that one. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Um, Can and I give last, a quick shout out before I forget? I'm yes. going to forget this, so i got to bring it up. Don't forget, soundtracks were still big at the time.
1: This is We true. had yep. this
2: song in 99, The Best Man I Can Be, Kyle. Do you remember oh, yeah. that oh, one? Oh, my gracious, yes. What can a brother do for me?
0: Yo, you can't make a song like that in 2020.
2: <laughs> I no, know. you can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shout out to Genuine RL, Tyrese, and Case on that one.
1: Man, I've missed the days of where we could just have four top-tier male artists get together and put out a record like that. I mean, I know we had Secret Garden, kind of the remake this year, which yeah. I love, by the way. Mm-hmm. But this just seems few and far between those type of collabos. Yep. And
0: uh, before we get into our rookies here, because uh, we, we do have a, quite a bit, uh, I don't know. Are we counting Immature IMX as uh, as a no. rookie?
1: They changed their no. name? no. Um, no, no, but but I do like <laughs> this album. I do appreciate this album. So, I will give them props there, but no, they're not rookies. So,
0: there you Far go. From it. Uh, can we get into the rookies here? Oh, yeah. Let's go. And let me just say this. There are going to be some albums that I, that I missed out on uh just cuz we didn't have enough time to put this together. So, I'm going to name the ones that I have on this collage and then some, but yeah. so we have Coco from SWV's debut tom i know you love the song sunshine can we talk about sunshine
2: really quickly man love that song that's your boy dark child right that is Dark child yep i I love to see her step out as a solo artist she was so ready yeah go ahead and i just
1: want to give some a huge shout out for this album i love this album in 99 i thought it was super underrated she's got this joint called trying to come home i've played that song to death to this day that is a I thought this was her launching pad. I was like, okay, Coco's about yeah. to blow up. I thought this was what we saw with Cisco was going to be with her and didn't quite work out, but I love this album.
2: I guarantee it was label politics. Why it didn't work out. I guarantee be, we'll find the out
1: quality was all over. It.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Angie stone, black diamond. A lot of people actually love this album. So I want to see it in the comments here too, because I saw a lot of people praising it on our comments earlier in the week. We have blacks debut. We're going to have to ask J.C. uh about his baby <laughs> jeans. Oh, his my tins. gosh. Oh, uh,
1: we have his appeal.
0: Oh, yes. We have Khalis' <laughs> debut, which to this day I think still sounds like nothing that's come out.
2: It's oh, like ahead. Ahead. I mean, It's still way ahead of, of its time. Ed, I think you're, we're going to need to com- commit her to therapy when we talk about our first single called out there. I mean... <laughs> what advice would you give to her oh, yeah. i'm gonna have to
1: tell her to just take a take a take a breath take a breath <laughs> first of all because there was a lot going on and i remember the, um you know the ladies at the time were resonating with this song and everybody was screaming and they were screaming along with her i'm like this ain't healthy y'all don't no don't, don't do this
0: mm, yeah uh so we have kevon edmonds who has houseboy I mean,
1: Tom's, Tom's boy, Tom's boy. That's because was
0: nine. He don't know. But this honestly is. And, and here's the thing. Just because an album is not celebrated enough, doesn't make it a classic DJ Soul Child. It can be an R&B gem. It doesn't have to be a classic.
2: <laughs> oh, oh boy. My, here we
0: go. Here we're we going to hear from about this. This album right here is a gem. What a gem here. Great album.
2: You know what I'd say about this album front to back? I love it. It's just like classy love music. It's not like all trying to be bumping and grinding and slick or smooth. It's like real classic love songs, front to back. And I mean, to me, that's respectable because everyone can't relate to everything. But this is an album anyone can relate to who's been in love, so... That's what makes it special to me. Shout out to Kevon Edmonds. Yep. Yeah,
1: and that's why I still revisit that wall back there behind me so often because that's the type of music you don't hear. And it's not so much about, oh, you want to go back to the 90s. It's mm. I miss a type of writing and storytelling that is not prevalent in today's music. It has yeah. nothing to do with your little rag- raggedy trap beats. You can have that all you want. <laughs> but the point is the storytelling and the writing that I miss is not here. And I just, sometimes a brother just wants to hear some love song. It's okay to be in love, y'all. And he gives that to us when everybody else is writing about shooting their man in the face.
2: There's a comment from LaFace era. Why didn't Kevon Edmonds become huge? I mean, he was part of After 7. I think by the time he put this album out, he was a little bit older. Yeah. And it, it didn't, it didn't do too well commercially. Probably again, label politics, but I don't know. He just, it didn't work out for him. And then he has another solo album and he has a great the last after set album was really good too but that's yes. another story yeah uh, um dave hollister dropped
0: his debut coming off of black street he drops his debut oh, man My God, and man. uh we'll talk about cisco in a bit here but ed i'm gonna go into the time machine and name some male groups that you may have forgotten okay see if i see what i got
1: i probably have the albums behind me but
0: let's go what do you know about profile
1: Oh, what do I know about Profile? You liar. <laughs> I know a lot about Profile. And that's, this is another group. I feel like that I'm going to say this a lot on this podcast because it felt like in the 90s going into the next couple years, in 99, 2000, 2001, other than the big groups, the 112s, the Jays, the Drews, it felt like the second tier groups never caught on like we thought. And Profile was a group that I just thought with another group that I'm sure you'll be naming soon. And mm-hmm. I thought would be like, okay, these dudes are going to be next to step up. It just didn't happen, and I'm not really sure why because they had the potential, and they even had the hits. Uh,
0: Men of Vision.
1: My dogs, Men of Vision. I love uh, Men of Vision. Uh,
0: wow, no, no question.
1: Well, I, don't, I don't know about.
0: Man, <laughs> no question. I know the Allure <laughs> song, no question. No, not that song. Uh, what about is, Imagine? Is Imagine had a huge record.
1: What was Imagine's record? See,
2: it was spelled differently. Imagine was spelled I-M-A-J-I-N or something. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. I remember <laughs> I that title. They had to spell it out phonetically. Okay. I can see yes. the title. Okay. They were no men of vision. Let's get back to them because they're <laughs> housekeeping brothers. I love them.
2: Hold on. in fact, Kyle. Wasn't Liar by Profile one of B. Cox's earlier yes. hits? Yep, It was. I remember yep. that. And then
0: another group that B. Cox worked with early on is Ideal. Get Gone,
2: mm.
1: creeping. some hits Whatever. There. Like, that's, whatever. Wow, they, this that was, was the group. I love whatever, and I still rock it today. They, they, along with Profile, I thought were next up. I thought that they were the ones that were going to be next going into the 2000s, and they were going to keep the spirit of the male group strong. And unfortunately, this is where we started to see the cracks in the foundation. We, weren't, we didn't know it then, but looking back, just like a lot of lost opportunities,
2: and shout out to RL from Next, our boy. He, yeah. he co wrote whatever. Uh, oh, you can, got, f- yeah, he's all
1: over that. You can just feel the spirit of Next on that one. Oh, yes. Uh, third Story was supposed to
0: drop their album that year, too, but it never came out. Remember mm. Third Story, you guys? Oh, yes. I remember
1: the story, Third Story,
0: yeah. Uh, Calvin Richardson, Country Boy, that came out that year. We love Calvin. <laughs> And for, who, wow. for some reason, has become my boy. But yes, Calvin Richards. <laughs> Come on, we love Calvin. And lastly, we have to talk about Cisco's debut. After Drew Hill's mm-hmm. second album, Woody Leaves, Cisco goes solo, drops this album, and completes on this album. song songs on this album, and this album in its entirety, like people love this
1: album. Let me tell you about this album. And I am all, all hate. Well, see, that's a good thing about being here on IG. You can just click my profile and see the DM hate right there. Because that way it's just, I saved you a step. So you can send me the hate mail quicker that I will ignore, by the way. But no. <laughs> when we talk about albums that define an era, I'm talking about this one. Y'all love talking about an album with no skips, which almost does not exist. Almost every album has a skip. This to me might be my no skip album. I Mm. love this one front to back. And to me, this is the album that should have made him the mega star. And it almost did. Then we got to 2001, but we talked about that already. Go on to Archives and listen to that podcast. (laughs) But this album set him apart. He was able to carry on the Drew Hill legacy, do something completely new, and drop a solo album that met every bit of expectation that was there, not just on the pop side when it comes to performance and awareness and having a big hit but the album cuts that were just incredible album cuts that could have been singles all on their own one of my Mm -hmm. favorite albums for sure
2: Um, yeah i mean i don't think it's a non-skip album if you're asking my opinion but i think it's a very good album i remember how huge he was at the time and listen guys he still gets booked for solo shows just based off this album yeah even with all even even with all the success of Drew Hill. So it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, Tom, let me ask you, is is Thong Song one of the songs that
2: you skip? I thought it was cool at the time, just sonically, but I can't listen to that song anymore, guys. It's just gimmicky. I'm actually
1: with you. Like, at this point, I'm kind of tired of it, so I'll skip it. But in 99, oh, I was, all them Thong, the Thong, Thong, Thongs were getting shaken in Virginia Beach. So Hmm. I was not skipping it in 99 or 2000, but I was kind of tired of it now. But, yeah, I mean, the, the chat is just hitting me up with the so sexual and how can I love you tonight. Yes, these are the album cuts I'm talking about. Y'all yeah. are smart. I love y'all because y'all smart. Mm. I'm
2: saying those are the ones I skip, actually. No. How can I can't love you tonight? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tom. Turn,
1: turn his mic off.
2: Oh, man. I will say one thing. I thought it was cool because we didn't know Cisco if he was going to leave Drew Hill forever, what was going to happen. I thought it was cool he at least had two Drew Hill songs on the end of the album. To represent, yeah, I like that
0: too. And I we very
2: much appreciated that. And
0: we can't forget about the song Addicted. I, I love, love that addicted. song, guys. Yeah, that's Woo, a great song. That's another one. Yeah. Isn't Ja Rule on this album? Uh,
2: on the you remix. would
1: point that
0: out. Yeah, I just realized that.
1: I like yeah. that version
2: of You Are Everything. It's, I like I do it.
1: do too. It's completely different, but again, no skips from me. I love it.
2: Shout to our boy
1: Nokia, who's done that one rapping. Yep.
2: Um,
0: so that covers the rookies. We may have missed a couple, and my apologies Can I throw one out
2: that we missed? I want to I shout out Mark Nelson. Mm, yes. Only because I'll be interviewing him tomorrow, actually, on Instagram Live. You guys can join me for that at 8.
3: Yeah.
2: His single 15 minutes, you guys might remember that one. Yes. We'll talk all about that tomorrow. Uh, so
0: before we decide who the rookie of the year was that year, I'm going to give a quick shout out here to King Dave Young. He said, I love you guys. I'm new, but I'm down.
2: So welcome. I'm glad you're down. That's dope. That's dope. So
0: let's get into the rookie of the year here. A lot of great rookies. Um, Who do you guys have? I feel like it
2: might be unanimous on this one, guys. Yeah. Who
1: counts as? Okay, you go before I before I jump in.
2: Uh, I got to go with Men of Vision. Mm.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: That's <laughs> who we're going with?
1: I might I actually go just, with that. I might go I with it in first heard,
2: I actually just first heard of Men of Vision today on this podcast. Well, oh, so. my. Player, you, <laughs> you have not heard of
1: Housekeeper? <laughs> Google Housekeeper when we finish this. Listen, get Ed, your life.
2: I told you. Before this podcast, I told you in 99, I was listening to songs like The Hot Boys, Guerrilla Warfare.
1: Yeah. And now that Ugh. I'm
2: checking my iTunes, I was listening to LL Cool J, Deepest Bluest, from the Deep Blue Sea soundtrack, too, guys. That was well,
1: I was listening to that, too, <laughs> along with Housekeeper. <laughs> so, I'm with you halfway there.
2: Anyway, Ed, give us your pick.
1: Oh, man. Uh, everybody I keep thinking of, honestly, is not even a rookie. So, come back to me, Kyle. Because I think Cisco is a cheat for a rookie, so I don't want to use him.
0: Well, if Cisco's mm. a cheat, then Kevon Edmonds also a cheat. Oh, oh what are we true. left with there? So, we're left with – and Coco's a cheat, too, then. Oh, my.
2: Can you so give look, us I, the list? So yeah, got.
0: So it'll be Angie Stone, Black, Khalees, Men of Vision, Profile. Oh. Uh gotcha. Ideal and Dave well Dave Hollister, I guess, is also a cheat.
1: Yeah, he would be if we're counting them as cheats. Um I guess I would go if oh go ahead. Go ahead, Kyle. I guess black to me wins by default. Boom, no. like an eight oh eight and bring it all to me, those were both huge hits. They were, but the album to me was a little hit or miss, though. But besides that, if I was in going by '99 and I can't pick Cisco, I would have gone. I would have went. There, I would have bet house on Kalise because when you yeah. think about the production, it just felt like it was next level. It had Neptune's on her side who were really about to explode. And it's hard to describe if you weren't part of that era, because we see so many artists today kind of doing this this style and speaking from the place of a woman. And, you know, especially as a Black woman, we've been taught that, like, you can't be loud, you can't be the angry Black woman, and she was embracing that. So Khalees was one of the first in that era to kind of take that and run with it. It really set, sounded like she was setting up a huge career going forward. And she did definitely have success. I'm not saying that she didn't, clearly. But if I was in 99, she would have had to be my pick.
2: I'm going the same direction. You know, I was a Neptune stand. Oh, man. And that, that album, production-wise, might be one of my favorites of all time. It is. And I, it's one I still have in heavy rotation to this day. So I love it. It still sounds fresh to me today, which is super rare. And I, uh, K- Khalees is one of my favorites, so I got to go with Kaleidoscope. Yeah. See,
0: I, I'm going with Black here, not only because of the two hits, but they have a song on there that I would call a classic, just based off of numbers alone. You guys don't even know this song, but I just checked out the stats on YouTube. It has more views than any of Kalisa's songs on that album. When the last wow. teardrop falls, my guy Lawrence will know this song.
1: That is
0: wow. the
1: saddest song of all time. <laughs> I <just laughs> do not remember this song at all. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> Tom is checking out Housekeeper. I'll be checking this out. It, was, it has 22 million views. That's Incredible. crazy.
2: Anyways. Um, random side note. If someone just sits in their house and leaves YouTube repeating forever, how many hits could you rack up on a song? I, I do ask Cousin Chris's fans. Cause that's all <laughs> sure <what> they do. <laughs> Nicki Minaj stands
1: the same way that's how they get it done
2: oh man all right i i think it's that time kyle we got to bring in our special guest well before we do that i actually just forgot about an album
0: and i, I have okay. to thank uh <laughs> i have to thank samuel christian for uh bringing this on and this our will boy. be new the, our guy genuine 100 oh yes yeah i, I don't know it? how
1: i forgot about that ed didn't you just it's, like listen to this album like last year well, it, I think it was, I don't know if it was last year or earlier before, because you know this year has been a freaking time war. That is but true. But yes, this album is probably, when you talk about the genuine album, most people run to 100%. Yeah. And it's like the defining genuine album. I personally like The Life more, but if mm. we're arguing what? about better, yes. What? I <laughs> oh like The Life more. But if but we're wait, in. Th- oh, but man, this is going to be about another one of those. Listen, somebody got to bring you facts. So when we're talking about more defining and one that's kind of a career achievement, we got to go with this one. To me, it's his best.
2: Listen, Kyle, we have me and Ed now have Alicia Keys. We have John Legend. And now we have Genuine of the three we heavily disagree on. What we need to do...
0: It showed the screenshots of that conversation we had yesterday about Keisha Cole versus Ashanti. Oh
1: my God! That's what we. Need oh to yes, do. we should. Yes, we should because somebody said that Ashanti had a five star album, and I'm not going to give that away and destroy their credibility on this wonderful podcast. Well, we'll talk
2: about
0: we, <laughs> well, All right, well, let's do our uh, top five uh, lists here, and uh, we're going to bring in a special guest. Uh, yes, we're gonna, we are. I think uh, Shaquille Perry, who has had
2: Shaquille <laughs> Perry. Three shots. He will be joining us. So He's Shaquille, at work. He, he is in the janitor's room. Logged in <laughs> to join us right now. So
0: Shaquille, uh, I think we just sent you the Zoom invite. And guys, we're yeah. going to be doing that more often. We'll have you guys on here if you guys are not camera shy. And you guys will be able to join us for these conversations.
2: Shaquille, I hope you are
0: not drunk as we while, go through this list. And while uh, we're
2: waiting for Shaquille, can I shout out a song? That was another song on the soundtrack. Yep. Mm -hmm. This is a five star classic for me. Get involved by Rafael Sadiq and Q Tip. Oh, I don't think
1: you will get too much argument there.
2: (laughs) Love Uh, that one.
0: So, as we're going through this top five list, I want to hear from you guys and see what your guys' uh, top five is. I actually have to start preparing mine. I didn't do that. Isn't
2: it top three?
1: Is it top It was three. I mean, we can do five, but it was five. No, it was three. It was three? three?
2: Yeah. Three. Kyle, send him the link again. No, he I see him. I see. Okay. Okay.
0: So it'll be your top three. I could have swore it was five.
2: It was what never was five. Three. Oh, okay. Well, was, was it Shaquille? three? Was it? Shaquille! It was three. Yes, sir. What's up, man? <laughs>
3: What's up? Thanks How for joining m- us. Uh- How many drinks? No, I mean, no, right. I don't, no. I
2: don't drink. All right. <laughs> I'm always sober. Only water. <laughs>
3: Well, All right,
2: Only water. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in every weekend and supporting us. We appreciate it. No, no
0: problem. So, Shaquille, you know how this goes. It's going to be your favorite three albums of 1999. I could have sworn it was five, but maybe it is three. But oh, before yeah, we do that, three. I got to know this versus battle, Ashanti or Keisha Cole?
3: <laughs> oh, that's easily Keisha.
0: All right, you're going What? Off. He- you're
3: going he- off. He- he-
1: once, All right, Once she early. plays
3: last night, it's over. Once she uh, plays
1: last
2: night. Oh my goodness! Uh, All right, Tom, you
1: again? I, There was a, how, there was a reason why I knew you? I liked the cut of this Giants <laughs> jib. All right, what do you
2: three. what do you like? You're like 22. How old are you? Yeah, yeah, 22. Born in 98. Are you really? Yeah. You oh called? no wonder he has no idea about Ashanti. Wait, wait, no,
1: Are you going look? Just... should be his queen if he was born in 98, right. but he has nah. a better queen in Keisha. I'm here oh. for. Are you even qualified to do this countdown?
3: Of course, of course, an <laughs> R&B historian.
0: All right, uh, see? wow, all right, all, <laughs> right. all right. Our favorite three R&B albums of 1999. Tom, you'll go first. What is your number three?
2: Oof, I should have done better research, but <clears throat> I'm gonna go with. <sighs> I'm going with Donell Jones. Where I Want to Be. Mm. Like mm. I said earlier, a classic for me. My favorite Donnell album. One of my favorite albums of all time. So. That's up there for me. Ed Donnell
1: was my honorable mention. He was my number, I guess, four. But my number mm-hmm. three would have to be those DC girls. Wait, Quite you don't have Donnell L- in your
3: top three? Nope
1: she's what? she's number he's number four. I'm going with DC for number three. Wait, it's nine and nine.
2: Destiny's Child didn't we agree they were a pop group? not that Well, that's what you agreed
1: on. <laughs> oh. I did. I never agree with you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we talk about '99. There's just too much competition. I could have done a list of 25. Listen, hours. I to do that on this someone
2: who me. was a baby in '99 knows better. Come on. Yeah, come on.
1: Well, yeah, but he stormy. was a
2: baby.
0: Before we say that, before we agree on that, Shaquille, what is your number three?
3: I uh, got to go with Cisco and Lift the Dragon. Mm.
0: There we go. All right. What do you like about I, that album?
3: Uh, how can I love you? Not how can I love you? What's it? the song before? How can I love you tonight? Uh, the second track, and then you got the interlude before. Uh, how can I love you tonight? And then addicted, of course, so sexual. I don't like thong song. I must be honest.
1: Let me ask you. You this. had to be there. What, trust me.
3: You had to be year, on the beach
2: with me. What year what, did you hear this album?
1: All these albums I know
3: I've heard since probably like past five years.
2: Say like wow. five years of
3: digging. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Since seventeen uh is love enough that's what it's called the second one. yes is
1: love enough yes we did not shout that one out yes all right uh my number three would have
0: to be i'm gonna go with cisco as well unleash the dragon great album from top to bottom number two tom
2: Ah man i'm probably gonna have to go with i'm probably gonna have to go with 100 genuine to be honest Mm. That's one I find myself going back to more and more. So for me, I'm not saying it's a no-skip album. I actually wish that one was a little shorter, if I mm-hmm. had my opinion. But I love a lot of the songs in there, so I'm going to go with that one. And, um, yeah, Genuine can't go wrong. Ed?
1: Genuine would have been another one of my honorable mentions. But for the reason Tom mentioned, kind of comes down a little bit further, especially to my number two, my boys, Silk, tonight. Mm. One of my favorites oh. ever. Uh,
0: for myself, my number two would have to be. If you had asked me, like when these albums did come out, I would probably go with Donnell. But man, I've just been listening to that Khalis album
3: heavy. When you were nine, mm-hmm. you would go with Donnell.
0: Oh yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely <laughs> can relate to where I want to be. No, wow. but uh, over the last couple of months, I've been really playing that Khaleesa album heavy. Still ahead of its time. Like, the song Suspended, which I didn't even like before. I love that song now. It's so mm-hmm. weird and creepy, but amazing one. So I'm going to go with Khaleesa as my number two. Shaquille?
3: Definitely Donnell's number two. This love, uh, all her love. Uh, what's the other record? Of course, Where I Want to Be. Uh, think about it, because the way that interlude is at the end. I want to love you only like mm-hmm. one skip the only bad song in there to me is uh I don't like pushing yeah that one yeah. didn't
2: really
0: fit if you want if you ask me yeah it didn't
3: I don't that, even yeah. remember
1: pushing so clearly it
2: did not stick yeah all right
0: now we're down to our number 1 tom how much time do we have left
2: we have a few minutes only all right
0: let's hurry in, so. hurry this up then number 1 tom so the 19- ones that
2: just missed the ones that just missed were case chico DeBarge, barge eric Benet, Kavon Edmonds, Mary J, and Cisco. So my number one is Khalise. I mean, I just love that album, guys. Crownbreaking. Still sounds fresh. Love it. Great pick. Ed.
1: Number one to me should be no surprise because I haven't said it yet, and all y'all have said it. My man Sisko.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go
0: with Genuine as my number one. I love those interludes that he put on the album too. Like those are actual songs. Mm-hmm uh yeah. that he didn't finish but go back and listen to those ones those are some gems shaquille number one my number
3: one has got to be the album with the best production with the best writing by static and tim easily 100 percent genuine wow so anxious wow. my god what's so different final warning with alia who's obviously you guys been disrespecting her we talk about another day <laughs> uh none <laughs> of your friends another day. same old g all night there's only about two Damn. or three skips on there mm.
1: I'll be I'm honest, just, I, I, I don't I'm, like I'm just, what's so different. I like the Godzilla sound. Oh, I love it. I, I do not song. like that. It was I the know, first thing. Uh, I was like, ooh, gee, I ain't feeling it.
3: No, nah, I know Tom doesn't like I know. I don't know how he doesn't like I know. That's a great song. No, no I that's love me. That song. What are you that's talking, talking that's about? That's me. Oh, okay. I don't I know. Okay, me. yeah. Somebody
2: yeah. said they didn't like I know. That's it a great song. Like
0: it feels like filling material.
2: I'm just a bit in shock that we're speaking to someone this young and has this much appreciation for I hate to use the term real R and B, but when That's it was on, a different type of, of R&B music, you know, and, and I, yeah. I have much respect for that, man. No, I appreciate it. I've been Absolutely. digging five years of
3: digging. There you Did go. you get
0: tired of listening to these new artists? <laughs> is that what happened?
3: No, no, I just, I don't know. I used to like Miguel a lot, and then, I don't know, Miguel that just was led good. me mm-hmm. listening to the 90s, and then after that, it was over. Nice. Oh, yeah.
1: so I'll take that yeah. over Bryson Tiller and Summer, so. Oh, average. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: guys, I think we're out of time here. Shaquille, I appreciate you for joining us on this. Uh, no twine. problem. I might have sometime. three years on uh, Three years, years away from this. Okay. Well, wow. When we get to 96. Years. That's do you, so dope. Do you even know what Ironically a is? My birthday is?
3: Ironically, That's dope.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ed, what's going on with SoInStereo.com? I need all my John B. fans to stop by soulandstereo.com. I have finally listened to the audience and ranked his entire discography from bottom to top. Check that out at Soul and Stereo. And because we're at the end of the year, my top 50 albums of the year coming up. My, we had a poll of favorite Christmas songs. We're going to have a ranking of that coming up. Player, y'all submitted 350 Christmas songs. It's going to take <laughs> me a year to go through them. but I'm going to do it for you. And I'm going to rank your best picks for your top Christmas songs that'll be coming up real soon. Mm. Uh, Tom,
2: you know I got to. So. We also did a John B feature. We did his top 10 best songs and a whole bunch of honorable mentions. We've been doing a lot more interviews. We just talked to Maya, we talked to Karen White. Those yep. are on the site now. Shep Crawford, who you talked to, Kyle will be on the site soon, the producer, who just retired, and uh, just keeping it going. And uh,
0: Shaquille, are you still employed? Uh, nah. Well, <laughs> Oh,
3: my God. Nah, yeah. Player, it, don't it's lose your though. job for so bad. No, in all, all seriousness, no. uh, I started a police academy next week, though. So this nice, tomorrow's man. my last day either my job. So, yeah.
0: All right. Well, do oh, us a favor. So if you catch cool. any R&B artists singing with autotune, arrest them immediately. Oh, I got you. Don't worry. That doesn't happen anyway. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I think that's it for this week. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Shaquille, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, we'll have well, you back, Shaquille. We'll fun. have you back. and that'll no, be uh, fun. Everyone, be safe, have a good night, and we'll see you again next week to talk about 1998.
1: All right.